providing professional valuation services since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Parker Mellinger, located at 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Story Community Library is receiving these funds for a random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Spring brings us joys of new budding flowers, new baby animals, and a new minefield of potholes. If you need dental work after hitting a pothole, chances are your car needs an alignment. Rough roads and potholes can cause car issues like misalignment and premature tire wear. Midas is here to help with a free alignment check, which will help confirm your vehicles within specs or in need of an adjustment. It takes about an hour, so it's best to call for an appointment. 672-6800. Midas in Sheridan. Hi, this is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty, and let's talk about Nine to Smith Court. This lake resort oasis on 5.16 acres overlooks Lake DeSmith. The layout of this four-bedroom, three-bath home has a master bedroom suite with a walk-in closet and master bath, nice office and three more bedrooms and two more bathrooms. A large kitchen with an island separates the living room and the family room. Call me, Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. This time of year, window chips can crack out easily with the changing temperatures. You hit an unexpected pothole, a window can crack out. We can help. Hi, this is Cindy from Novus Auto Glass. We want to help you save money by getting your chips fixed right away. Stop in or call today to make an appointment. In most cases, we can get you in the same day. Novus Auto Glass, 347 North Main, 672-0139. Are you a Main Street business in Sheridan that's concerned about the upcoming Main Street road construction project? Have you thought about how you're going to keep people coming into your store? Why not use the radio that you're listening to right now to let people know that you're open or about any specials that you're running? Sheridan Media is currently running advertising specials for any Main Street business located between Dow and Coffeen from April to October during the duration of the construction season. We'll also have special rates for the Country Bounty. If you want to learn more, and you know that you do, contact me, Julie Chadwick, at julie at sheridanmedia.com. Or me, Shauna Olson, at 752-1561 for more information. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned, Sheridan-based company that cares deeply about our clients, and we want to do what we can to keep our community moving during this time. We look forward to speaking to you about this exciting opportunity. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. I am joined this fine spring morning by University of Wyoming Director of Institutional Communications, Mr. Chad Baldwin. Good morning, Chad. Morning, Floyd. How are things down on campus? Are people out enjoying that spring weather? Yeah, as much as it, you know, it's it's uh, gradually becoming spring, I would say. We haven't had any glorious days yet, but uh, 
it is definitely an improvement for sure. You guys still have a lot of snow on the ground down there. You know, uh, amazingly enough, not uh, we didn't get as much snow here as uh, most of the rest of the state this this winter. Oh, that's as, fantastic. As it's, it's a, it's a, it's pretty amazing, yeah. Um, we got off easy, relatively speaking. How's the wind? That's usually the the spring uh, weather that I remember. Uh, today's not bad at all. It's a little bit soggy, but it's not it's not windy, and we'll we'll take that any day. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, when I lived down there in Laramie, that was when uh, my uh, wife at the time figured that she was just going to start putting her hair up in a ponytail she she had the long hair and she said you know what from this day forward it's just the ponytail yeah we, we i understand that it, it can be pretty brutal for sure now the university of wyoming you guys have been selected for a faculty development advancement award as part of the u.s nuclear regulatory commission university nuclear leadership program chad that's a that's a whole mouthful what does that mean for uw so, Floyd, we, we know, uh, if, if you've been paying attention in, in the past couple of years, that, uh, that uh, the nuclear industry is, uh, is uh, gaining a bigger presence in our state. We have the, uh, the uh, nuclear uh, uh, facility that's uh, being developed in, in Kemmer, other uh, communities under consideration. And, uh, of course, we have a long history of the uranium industry, mining industry in Wyoming as well. What this is is uh, uh, some financial help from the, uh, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission to help UW ramp up its programs in nuclear research. Uh, that includes uh, and, and nuclear training. So that's nuclear engineering, health physics, radiochemistry are the areas. And, uh, and so this will help our School of Energy Resources um, and uh, other units on campus as we, as we grow our programs to support this growing industry. Now, how many faculty members could be added uh, in the amounts that were granted? Well, uh, this is, I believe, just this is a, this is a primarily a training award. So this is to help people already on our faculty uh, to, uh, to to gain expertise. And I suspect there there are some additional things like, you know, maybe grad students and other sorts of uh, support that would that would come here. Um, but uh, as I look here uh, um, a little more further, that there, that we will be aiming to attract pre-tenure faculty with nuclear-focused research and teaching interest to the university. So I wish I could give you an exact number uh, of uh, new faculty this will take care of, but I don't, I, I don't have that detail, uh, Floyd. So this is really a grant that's going to help expand our, our nuclear studies down there at the University of Wyoming and further those along. That's correct. Is there a, a battle plan as to how large we would like that to be? I mean, I know that we always strive towards being, you know, some of the best in, in certain industries. Uh, University of Wyoming has been involved with NASA over the last couple of years. Uh, and with that Terra power plant going up over in Kemmer, uh, I feel that we're really trying to grow this program to be one of the largest in the nation. Are we looking to get uh, pretty big? I mean, I don't even know who has the most advanced or the largest nuclear program. But is the University of Wyoming eyeing that spot? You know, I think uh, um, I'm not sure that our aspirations necessarily take us to the you know, among the biggest in the country uh, for this void. I mean, there are there are. Uh, 
uh, other universities that have uh, much longer standing programs and are in states where there are, you know, there are nuclear uh, power plants have been running for a long time. Uh, but uh, we, we do think this is a niche for us. It's certainly something that's important to the state. And uh, at least on a region, from a regional perspective, we think we can become, become leaders for sure. And, you know, it's one of those programs that if someone was uh, interested in, in that portion of physics, excuse me, or science and development, you could do your entire education here in, the, in Wyoming and then maybe get a job out there at Terra Power. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a workforce preparation component of this for sure, uh, Floyd. Absolutely. Now, how involved is the University of Wyoming with that Terra Power Plant that's going to be going on? Well, we are we are, we are not one of the uh, key partners making it happen. You know, I mean, uh, this is uh, there there are others who are doing the financing and and construction and operations and all that. But there we're, there are some things we're doing in, in support. I would say, uh, and one of them is the workforce piece of it, uh, work, workforce pr- preparation and training. Uh, uh, you know, th- there are some other um, uh, types of research being done uh, having to do with, like, socioeconomic impacts oh, wow. and environmental impacts and those sorts of things that, that, uh, that we have uh, researchers involved, involved in at this point. Having that being developed right there in Kemmer, it's only, a, what, five, six hours away. That's got to offer so many different opportunities uh, for study, long term, short term, uh, yeah. So I think that's a, a great uh, opportunity for the University of Wyoming to kind of study the before and after uh, of and the long term effects of having that nuclear power plant out there. But this one's supposed to be one of the most safest, if not the safest, in the world. Yes, that's that's uh, and that's been a very encouraging thing. I think for many Wyomingites as, as we've watched this uh, unfold. Um, we're actually planning to do a, a UW event in Kemmerer in June, and it'll be an opportunity to connect. You know, uh, President Seidel will be there. We'll have some uh, planning, to setting up a, a tour of the, the development there. And so there, there's lots of things in the works uh, to, to, um, to, for the state's university to be a helpful uh, partner in, in, uh, in this. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the range of studies that can be conducted uh, are so far-reaching. When we really think about, uh, you know, even the power aspect of it, uh, maybe some experiments uh, could be conducted there at the actual power plant or having students walk through there and, and just kind of learn how everything's actually working. It's amazing how, how you know, institutions can, can take advantage of, of opportunities like this to further uh, nuclear and, you know, other types of power development. And if, if there are individuals out there who are in community colleges right now who aspire towards this kind of career, this kind of study in science, which is absolutely fascinating, UW has actually made new financial aid commitments to transfer students beginning this fall. Now, is this making things easier for students from our community colleges to further their education down at UW? Sure is, Floyd. This is, uh, um, it used to be that to, to get this transfer, uh, we call it transfer commitment or transfer scholarship, 
that you had to have a you had to have your your uh, your associate degree. Uh, if you didn't, then you you didn't qualify. So, uh, and we know lots lots of people who just you know they they do lots of coursework and maybe they just don't quite finish off the associate degree and they and they still want to transfer. This now just removes that requirement. You now you just have to have a um, uh, the, the requisite number of credits, even if maybe it's not an associate degree. You need to to have a, a, a GPA. There's a requirement for their 3.0 or higher, and uh, and then you qualify for this financial assistance. And so, um, yes, it, I, I would say it does. It is going to make it easier. Well, that's pretty amazing. Uh, now, is this part of an initiative? Is this part of a a, a, a wider plan? Well, I mean, we, we, we have, uh, in, in recent years, we have what's called the Cowboy Commitment for students coming here out of high school, that uh, it's uh, some financial assistance based on your, your uh, you know, like, ACT score, GPA, and that sort of thing. Uh, and, you know, it goes starts relatively low and then goes higher. And, of course, that's on top of the Hathaway program, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now this is, uh, this is in, uh, you know, we... We want to make that same sort of commitment for students transferring here, and so yes, it's it's part of a of an overall. And it, this is all about you know making education accessible in the in our state, which is which is the job of a land grant university like ours. Now, is this is strictly for uh, Wyoming community colleges, or someone down in Colorado could take advantage of this, or no? No, this is actually uh, there is a a piece of this that is for. As transfer students from out of state as well. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. Uh, like my daughter's going to college down in Colorado, so if she, eventually, if she's like, you know, I'd like to return to Laramie, uh, where she spent many years of her life, uh, she could take that opportunity. Yep, yep, that, that's for sure. Uh, it's called that one's called the Pokes Transfer Commitment, and that's for out of state students with a GPA of 3.0 or higher and 12 transfer credits. Now, I know that COVID had an impact on the way that students are transferring around the nation. Uh, I, I think a lot of them decided to stay a little closer to home during those, uh, those years. The remote ability of classes being offered expanded uh, greatly. Um, have, have the transfer numbers at UW increased over the last few years from Wyoming Community Colleges? Is that still kind of showing an effect? Floyd, what we actually saw was that um, our, our community college enrollment across the state actually went down even more significantly than, than the universities did. And this is something that was reflected across the country. Uh, community colleges took a bigger hit from COVID than than most four-year schools did. Oh wow! And and, uh, and you know the reasons for that, I, I don't. I'm not. I mean, there's lots of discussion and and debate about why that and that happened. I think what we're seeing. So as a result of that, well, our transfer uh, transfer numbers uh, went down the last couple of years as well. Uh, and um, uh, now that's for the for the class that's going to be coming in in the fall. What we're seeing right now is uh, we're going to be up with transfers. Uh, and so um, I think there's a rebound happening both for the community college level and, and uh, at UW. And, and, and we're, we're, we're real pleased about that. I mean, um, it's, it's in uh, the interest of, of, of both the university and the, and the colleges for, you know, for us to 
be getting more students. And uh, there have been lots of, of collaborations between the university and the colleges. In fact, now this this uh, uh, transfer, new transfer uh, scholarship commitment at UW, um, uh, it's it's it's. Um, the way it works is if a student decides to transfer be, before completing an associate degree, um, the, co- the community college can still benefit if the student participates in what we call the reverse transfer program. So that's an opportunity to transfer coursework from UW back to the community college and then maybe get your associate degree uh, um, as well, while you're working on your bachelor's degree, does that make sense? So it we does. Have, yeah, we have yeah. reverse we have reverse transfer agreements now, so that um, so that the benefits can accrue to both the colleges and to the university. I think that's absolutely fascinating. And let me just uh, uh, kind of s- try to summarize that, um, so that I, I know that I understand. If I transfer from a community college, the University of Wyoming, without having reached my associate's degree. I could take a couple courses up there at the University of Wyoming in pursuit of a bachelor's, but on that road, I will have fulfilled the requirements at that community college. So then I simply transfer those credits back, get that associate's degree while I'm still pursuing the bachelor's. That's correct. That's amazing. And, and when, when did that change come down? Is oh, this part it, of that? It's been in the last uh, seven, eight years, I think, Floyd. I could be misspeaking here, but... Uh, yeah. um, We've made we've done a lot of work. I mean, the old story was, of course, that uh, you know students at colleges take all the take a lot of classes when they transfer you to W. A lot of them don't transfer toward their degree requirements. They just are electives. And you know the whole transfer issue was it's a um, in the past was that you know that was problematic. I would say in the the main that's been addressed uh, and and fixed. Floyd. I mean that's not to say there aren't certain situations where maybe. There's still some problems, but in the main, that's that's been corrected, and that's because the colleges and the university have worked together to try to fix that problem, and uh, and so this reverse transfer thing is another example of of uh, the collaboration that really the people of Wyoming have a right to expect from us, and so uh, and, and we're, we're we're real pleased that those things have been done. Oh, absolutely! I mean, the advantages that are going to be given to certain students. Uh, if they're able to do this, I think is far-reaching. Um, being able to get that associates while you're still pursuing uh, your bachelor's, finish something up, and just the idea, uh, and as someone who has done a lot of transfers in college, being able to take those credits from one institution to another is so valuable. Because sometimes, I'm going to tell you, Chad, back in the day, you really did kind of feel like you wasted time. And now that that is gone, and I think that is great. It, and it's a big jump for Wyoming uh, institutions of higher learning. All right, we, we got to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have more with our University of Wyoming. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Story Community Library is receiving these funds 
per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Wyoming Corporate Office is the trusted business choice behind thousands of businesses. Whether it's business formation, payroll, corporate paperwork, mail scanning service, or small business phone service, Wyoming Corporate Office powers over 100,000 businesses worldwide and locally. This makes Wyoming Corporate Office the state's largest business-to-business service provider located right here in Sheridan, Wyoming. If you're drowning in corporate paperwork looking for someone with an unmatched experience that cares and wants to be your partner in making your business successful, trust that Wyoming Corporate Office can help you focus on what makes your business tick. Learn more today by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Are you tired of dodging potholes and feeling every bump in the road? Don't let your vehicle suffer any longer. Call Waring Chevrolet and make an appointment. Hi, this is Chris Hayden. We will set the alignment and check the wear on your tires, steering, and suspension systems using our state-of-the-art Hunter Alignment Machine. Whether you drive a car, truck, or SUV, our expert technicians will make sure you are up and running smoothly. So don't wait. Call to make an appointment. Waring Sheridan Chevrolet, 107 East Alger, or call 674-6419. The legendary Hotel Messina on the Italian Riviera has been visited by artists, celebrities, and royalty. But when the owner's daughter weds a dashing young soldier, not all guests are in the mood for love. A string of scandalous deceptions soon surround the young couple, as well as the adamantly single Beatrice and Benedict. Join National Theatre Live's presentation of Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing, tomorrow evening, 6 p.m. at Sheridan's Y.O. Theatre. This week on the Weekend Sports Rant Podcast, presented by Jack and Kathleen Wood at 307 Real Estate, it is NFL Draft Time. That is right, ladies and gentlemen, it is the time of year where fans become abundantly overconfident in their favorite team's ability to evaluate. We break down what could happen in just the first five picks, some more interesting picks along the way, including the Packers trading up, question mark, and then the Broncos, how do they get back into the first round? We have those topics and more on the Weekend Sports Ramp Podcast on sharedamedia.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by your friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. My guest this morning is University of Wyoming Director of Institutional Communications, Chad Baldwin. Now, research conducted at UW is part of some new findings on early indigenous use of horses here in the West. You know, I've, I've, I've kind of hometowned a little bit about UW and some of the great things that are going on down there. And, and maybe it's, it's just my hometown pride or my home state pride, Chad, but I feel like the University of Wyoming has done some really nationally, maybe even internationally, fantastic things and made some amazing discoveries within the past two or three years. And this is certainly one of them. Chad, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, what, what did this study find? 
So what I found, uh, um, Floyd, and the, the research, this particular research paper was actually led by some folks at the University, at the University of Colorado. But a key piece of their findings comes from UW, and I'll explain that in a second. But basically, you know, we know that, that horses, um, um, uh, you know, they existed in, in ancient times in North America, and they, were, they went extinct. And then they, horses were brought to the Americas by uh, Europeans in, uh, and, and, uh, in you know, the 16th century. And, uh, and they, made, they actually, you know, made their way to the, uh, to the Great Plains and the Rocky Mountains. Um, uh, it used to be thought that that was, you know, uh, you know may, maybe like uh, around, uh, you know, the late, seven, the late 1600s, right? If that's when, like, uh, the Navajo and then, you know, the Shoshone and others started, started to get those. But what this new paper finds is that it, um, they were the, the these na- native uh, tribes were using horses in the early part of the uh, 17th century. So just just within a, a couple of two or three decades from the time that they were that they were found in the uh, that the Spanish settlements in New Mexico brought them like around 1598. Within just a couple decades, horses had spread and they were being used by native uh, groups. Um, you know, maybe 50 years earlier than than they than people thought they were. So they were. This paper was able to document that by taking a look at remains of horses found across the region. One of those was uh, from from Wyoming, from down by Flaming, what's now Flaming Gorge Reservoir, on the Black Fork River of uh, Black Fork of the Green River. And those those horse uh, bones have been held at UW for quite a number of years. Several years ago, uh, uh, one of our master's students at the time, her name's Cassidy Thornhill, did a reanalysis of those remains and found that those, th- th- these, these were bones from a, from a foal, a relatively young horse. And, but they found that, th- that humans had definitely done stuff with them. I mean, they were human, had the marks of human activity on these bones. So they, they could find, all right, yeah, so this was a horse that, that was being used by humans. Well, the new wrinkle then we did. They, uh, she did the, the uh, the uh, carbon dating, to find out that uh, yeah, this horse died in, um, uh, you know, like sixteen. I gotta think the time here, like sixteen forty, and uh, and then that's about fifty years before people thought that their horses were being used by humans here in in what's now Wyoming. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of a a neat thing where this is, this is a master doing their masters project contributes to this uh this major study um that is uh it's about it's you know that says hey we're finding out a little bit more about the this real part of important part of wyoming history particularly for our indigenous people here and it, what i understand is it really matches up with with uh, what the oral tradition is from particularly the shoshone tribe that yeah we we had we had horses uh, you know a long time before Europeans came to Wyoming. Wow. Wow. This this I mean, is one of those great studies that rewrites history books. Uh, you know, one thing that I love about science, Chad, is the further along we get, the more questions come up. You know, I, th- I think that's really the pursuit of science is we're supposed to be finding answers to these questions, but the more we learn, the more we learn we don't know. 
And and to know that uh, Native American tribes may have been using horses for who knows how long now, uh, but we've got evidence that it was decades before when we believed Spanish con- conquistadors brought them over. It was already they were already in Wyoming. Well, I mean the the, the conquistadors brought them over, but but they 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 they, they spread faster than we thought. Does okay. That makes sense? Okay. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And it's and it's before and they spread that horses were in Wyoming before the Europeans were. Does that make sense? Yep. It's yep. like you know we had we had people Europeans coming what like the the late 18th century, early 19th century, and and there were horses here being used by indigenous tribes a century before that. Essentially, I, I my ears could be off a little bit here, but but it's uh, it's that sort of magnitude. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. I mean, what a fantastic discovery! Now, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that people can. Uh, is there a link to to this paper? Um, it, it, let's see. There there is. Uh, it's in the journal Science, which is one of the real big ones. And I'll just if you Google, it says early dispersal of domestic horses into the Great Plains and Northern Rockies. That's the name of the of the the. Uh, the paper, and it's in the journal Science. Absolutely amazing. Re, you know, helping to discover new things, rewrite history, change our perceptions. I think that's great. Uh, and, and fantastic job uh, by that anthropologist and, and getting all of that figured out. And that takes dedication and discipline, uh, something that kind of comes along with the education of science. Chad, I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning and uh, taking some time and going over these great things that are happening down there. Sure, appreciate it, Floyd. All right, when we come back, we're going to speak with the Sheridan County Library System. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Sheridan. The Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show was another huge success, thanks in part to all the vendors and the community. First Federal was proud to be a major sponsor this year. We hope you got a lot of ideas for this spring and summer. Let the team of First Federal Bank and Trust help you achieve your dream of home ownership. We offer a variety of loan programs, refinancing options, and lot and construction loans. Making home happen wherever you are. First Federal Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Gain innovative ideas, learn about best practices, and acquire vital information to spark your professional development and business growth at the Chamber's 2023 Ignite Conference on May 16th at Sheridan College. For details, visit SheridanWyomingChamber.org or call 672-2485. Thank you to our sponsors, DA Davidson, Susie Garber-Johnson, Kennan, Manufacturing Works, and Tech Spring Creek Vine, Pete Consulting, and WWC Engineering. Mandy Koltiska from Century 21 BHJ Realty brings you this pet of the week from the dog and cat shelter. Bambi is a mixed breed puppy who wants to follow you through life's adventures. If you're ready to play some serious fetch, this boy is ready to roll. Saturn is a handsome kitty who looks grumpy but is a very sweet boy. This one-year domestic short hair will add happiness to your home and look great on your couch. Find your new best friends at the dog and cat shelter. Postponed due to snow, the Pass Creek Angus Ranch production sale has been postponed to April 26th. 
40 yearling, 20 fall, and 20 coming two-year-old Angus bulls out of sires like BR Payweight and Mr. JT Enhance. Pass Creek breeds low-maintenance cattle that muscle up with quality carcasses. High performance to heifers, a bull in this sale for everyone. Videos at BillPelton.com. 49th annual Pass Creek Angus Ranch Bull Sale. Postponed date April 26th, Wyola. PassCreekAngus.com. Mother's Day is almost here, and you want to customize the perfect gift to show your love and appreciation for all that your mom has done for you. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, they've got you covered. Their exquisite collection of jewelry features a wide range of styles from classic to modern, from simple to tailor-made. They have something for every taste and budget. Visit Legacy Diamond and Gems today and give your mom the gift that she'll cherish for years to come. Happy Mother's Day from Legacy Diamond and Gems at 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. Let's get those paintbrushes rolling. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. Our True Value Paint Department has so much to offer when it comes to painting. Whether you need help with customized color matching or choosing a paint color combination, our True Value Paint Department can help you get started. We offer a full line of True Value and PPG paints, plus all of the accessories you need to get those brushes rolling. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company opens seven days a week at 303 Broadway. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. Joining us for the second part of the show this morning is the interim director of the Sheridan County Library System, Michelle Haven. Good morning and welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Now, for those who may not know, where's Cameron Duff? Cameron Duff has moved to a position at the uh, county courthouse. I'm not sure the official title, but he took over from Renee Obermuller. He's going up there to help he keep everything in line. As far as I know, he, that's where he's supposed to be now. No, oh, I hope yeah. he's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah one, it's fun, yeah. One stressful job for another. That's, that's Pretty that much, level. yeah. 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 <laughs> but it, he, it's right up his alley. I mean, he has a degree in accounting and all, so he knows all about that language and things. So. I mean, he made a big difference at the library. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. He was a great director up he there. He was. He was. Every once in a while, you get the look of, okay, that was an interesting situation. <laughs> Not sure what to do, but we'll we'll get this. We'll get this. Yeah. I actually know that look. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, I had some great conversations with him. He was fantastic. Oh, guest. absolutely. And I want to welcome you. Now, as the interim director, you are kind of... Uh, the placeholder. You're making sure that things get done yes. while they find another director. Yes, and hopefully not causing any more chaos, just kind of like keeping things good while they do the search for the, the new permanent director. So I'm in charge of kind of the day-to-day operations, um, financial things, and all that good stuff that a lot of people don't know a lot of what goes on behind the scenes in the library that, that keeps it running. Yeah. Money is always handy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. and and staffing, and we've added more staff and things like that. So it's kind of a, and kind of handling the construction remodeling. A lot going on down there. And then, of course, the Main Street construction, which makes uh, driving and parking really fun. (laughs) (laughs) Wee, here we go again. It's a new challenge, right? Oh, it is. There you go. And then, if you don't know, there is a four-way stop now (laughs) on, uh, yeah, on Brooks and Alger Street. Yeah. Several of the staff are like, I didn't notice that. 
as you so just a caution the library's here to help you there you go yeah they're educating the people we do yeah, yeah. even even on the street construction make we sure try. that you're we seeing try. those new stop signs yes that might yes be up. yes uh you know that's one thing that uh, i was terrible about uh, i thought i knew where all the stop signs oh. were during construction that was going on in cheyenne when i was living down there and uh, <laughs> i i think i'd been blowing past this one for about a week before someone oh, really? said man haven't you noticed that they didn't send like an official notice no, to you not, oh, by the I way never Floyd, got anything. we know this yeah. is important to you please yeah, yeah. i will admit I, I very rarely checked my mail back then so they may have sent me a letter so are you wanted or is there something we should be concerned so. about at this point i think i've, I think I've <laughs> officially uh gone past the time that oh, they can catch you limitations yeah. yeah now a lot of people uh, uh, may not know who you are. You were working up at the library for how many years before you actually retired? I worked up there for 40 years and a month. Don't forget the month. <laughs> I was a children's librarian. It was my first job right out of library school. I came in August of 81. That's amazing. And, and the neat thing in our library is, yes, I was a children's librarian, but I served in other departments and, and things like that. So on Monday night, I was the night supervisor. And Monday nights were kind of traditionally when odd things would happen, you know, just really peculiar things that, and the joke was, yep, Michelle had fell another incident report. Now. <laughs> I would send a message to the camera saying, we're okay, we're good. There's another paper for you. Yeah. <laughs> and Monday nights are like a full moon at the kind of, library. Yeah, kind huh? of a permanent full moon thing. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty amazing. But it was, I mean, it was great because you get to know people. A lot of times people come, come, you know, they have a routine to come in and you see a Monday night. Hey, it's good to see you. And what have you been reading? What have you been up to? And things like that. So yeah, it was great. A little bit more time to chat with folks. Oh yeah. 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 Now, did the board approach you or was it the friends of the library who said, hey, would you do Actually, us a favor? Actually, I, I believe it was the board approached Cameron and I mean, I knew he was taking another job because even though I was retired, I still kind of paid attention to oh, things. Yeah. And I had a message from him and I called him and I'm like, do I have an overdue book or something? <laughs> and he said that they had talked about it and they were trying to find an interim person and they felt I was suited for the job. And so we talked about it and I I was really comfortable with the library part of it. Yeah. The financial part, I mean, that's, that's really tricky things. I mean, I studied physics, but my checkbook's kind of a mystery sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, how things are. And I was, everything was, you know, we have, I have all sorts of support and Cameron was an excellent teacher and lots of notes. And um, so I, I said, if you believe I can do this, I, I'll, I'll take the job. Yeah. And so it's only part-time so I can still do my things, you know, because I'm retired and, you know, I was quite active, but I noticed a lot of my activities involved creativity and, and lunch. Yeah, <laughs> there <laughs> so, you go. And napping. You can't nap on the job. There's no napping. Yeah. You've had to so shift everything. So if you're thinking everything. about coming out of retirement, think about the napping aspect. <laughs> it's gone. It's out the and window. And so I, I, I agree to it. And I spent about three weeks working with Cameron and taking notes. And it was one of those things that, again, I... You know, I'd worked with him for 13 some years and I had no idea all the things that he did. Yeah. So you even didn't know I, that. No, that's, I had no, I just thought things just kind of happened. It's like, I got money. Okie dokie. Yep. Ask so, Cameron for something yeah, and it showed up. Hi, Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was really good. But again, um, certain aspects I don't have to be concerned about. And and the joke is, is that we're just waiting. To, I'm, I'm on the job till July 31st. And so October, uh, August 1st is when the new director comes in. So we're like, we'll let the new director decide this. There we'll you let, go. You know, so we just say ND means new director. So. <laughs> yeah, put a put a pin in that yeah, one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, really. Well, this will be a fun thing for him, yeah, him <laughs> and her to figure out. But, but no, I just, in my, as I say, I'm just trying to, 
you know, keep the library. We've hired some new staff and keeping the library vibrant and, and an important place for people to come. I've always been a supporter of public libraries. Absolutely. So being able to come back in this role is, is really nice. You know, uh, Cameron and I were having a discussion about, uh, uh, you know, since whether it be COVID or we weren't exactly sure what the heck happened. But he started getting like a lot of kids who were using the libraries like a fun hangout joint. Absolutely. Have, have you seen that trend kind of continue? I've seen the trend, and I think it's a lot of it because the library is a good place to come in and meet people and talk to people. And I, COVID to me was a really big thing for people who realized they missed that human connection. Yeah. And, and it's nice to have the choice, but we didn't have a choice. It was like, you couldn't do that. You couldn't do this and that. And during COVID, Cameron's approach was, what can the library do to be open and serve the public. Unfortunately, a lot of places went, oh, we're closed. Oh, we're closed. And we're like, okay, what what do we do? How can we do this? We came, People didn't necessarily like the decisions, but we tried to keep the library open. Yeah. We tried to keep the services. You could come up and we would, you know, run out with your library materials. We wouldn't throw it at you because we're not good at aiming. <laughs> like, oh, I heard, here's your dictionary. Oh, Libraries, not athletes, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 that's a good point. Yes, we're never mistaken for the YMCA. <laughs> And so that kind of keeps the thing going. It's how do you keep a, a public library relevant? Because people are like, oh, I don't need the library. I can get whatever I need. Or, oh, I can find everything on the internet. Yeah. How's that working for you? Yeah. And so that is, again, some libraries haven't recovered from COVID. They, you know, and we've always had really good support. Um, so it kind of makes that we have staff that care. A lot of us are parts of the community. Yep. Um, I'm always surprised when I go someplace, particularly as a children's librarian, oh, it's the library lady. I'm like, with a cart full of ice cream? No, this isn't my <laughs> cart. No. Uh, or people like to talk about books or what have you been up to or I haven't seen you for a while type of thing. So the public library to me has a, that community essence to it. Yeah, more of a community center than just a place of knowledge. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and knowledge and reference and recreational reading and coming in and using a computer and and. A lot of things, again, if you don't use the library, maybe you don't think about it. And a lot of times people say, well, can you do so-and-so? We do. Yeah. What about such-and-such? We have. And, and tr again, trying to get that word out. These are things that we have. These are things we can do. You can come in the building. You don't have to come in the building. You can get on our website. You can download stuff. Uh, if you don't know how to download stuff, bring your device and we'll try and help you. I am the least technology person. I'm, I'm you know, I'm like... Yeah, that was fun. Um, I know that you have to charge your device before you can use it. Allow me to <laughs> That's the extent get of the a knowledge. coworker who knows how to do this. Or I think we have a three-year-old in the children's department that can help you. Uh, now, you mentioned uh, the addition of staff. How many did we add? You know, I don't know offhand how many we have. Um, we were short in uh, circulation and reference. We hired four new people. Oh, wow. Right. And my thing is, if we're going to hire, let's hire. And yeah. of course, the big one is the new director or ND, as we call it. Um, and this was something we had staff that you know, left, left for good reasons. They were in, in going off to college or they were getting a new profession and things like that. And it, it's always neat when you're at the library and you see somebody kind of growing and they're like, and going off, and you're like, well, there they go. Let them fly. Let them fly. Yeah. And then the best is when they say, I think I want to have a career as librarian. You're like, we got them. We got them type of thing. <laughs> got got so, your hooks in yeah. them. So a lot of times people don't really notice because we do our best to man the service desk. And sometimes people say, like, I don't think I've seen this person before. Well, they pro we probably brought them out from the, the back room, and they're okay. You know, yeah. They can be in the sunlight. We're good with that. <laughs> and But it's, again, maintaining a, a quality of service. Right. 
maintaining, you know, so when you come to the library, there's going to be somebody that can help you. Or if you don't need help, that's fine with us. Are you involved in any way in, in it? Maybe it's just emails. Maybe it's just updates uh, in the pursuit of a new director. Uh, where are they at? I'm if, not directly involved with it. Um, there are two members of the library board that on on the committee. There's two members of the staff. And at this point, they're looking at the applications and going through um, what kind of questions they want to ask. They're also doing a component of, of writing um, they're not asking what kind of tree would you be if you could be a tree. Right. I checked on that one. <laughs> it's really tricky because nowadays when I first came, a lot of library directors kind of just fell on the job. Yeah. And now there's so much more that needs to be done. And I mean, there's also the legal components of, um, fair labor standards and you can't just say, gee, yeah, come in for a while. Oh, no, you're Yeah. Type of thing. So yeah. they're trying to find somebody who, I mean, it'd be great if we could clone Cameron. Right. Um, I don't think the technology is right there, but that same kind of blend of someone who has a passion about library service, the knowledge for doing the financial part of it, mm-hmm. it, it is a business. Which is tough because, I mean, it library is. funding, you guys well, you are think on about a shoestring we have, budget. We have the county funding, we have um, foundation funding, we have grant funding, we have a, a lot, and we, we feel responsible when people make a donation that we're using that money appropriately. Yeah. A lot of times it doesn't go for staffing. Yeah. It may be to go for a special project or a new item or things, but people, we need to have staff. I mean, we have not trained the books to shelve themselves. <laughs> not yet. Not right, yet. Yeah. Um, and they don't actually come off the shelf by themselves, which is handy. I'm not really <laughs> into the you know flying book thing. And so with a director, plus you need to have somebody that's community minded. Yep. We need to keep those connections going. And so it is kind of a, a, a long list of things, but we also want somebody, I mean, to move to Sheridan, Wyoming. We all know about the housing market and, yeah. and things like that. And, you know, now we actually have traffic jams. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think the board has come up with a really good plan. And also, too, there are a, a lot of director openings. Yeah. Um, and so how do you get people to be interested in coming here? I mean, I was, when I was recruited, I was, I originally came from San Francisco. I was in Arizona getting my degree and I remember getting a, a thing like, oh, that sounds like fun. And I applied and then I got called for an interview like, well, maybe I should figure out where Sheridan, Wyoming is. <laughs> now my dad was, was from Newcastle. So there was some a slight connection. I'm like, do you think they have plane service? Do they have indoor plum? You know, just you know, <laughs> right, things. right. Um, so there's a lot of things to be considered. So the plan is is um, due to Social Security, my I'm here for 30 hours a week until July 31st. Okay, and then I will go off and continue my voyages and things like that. Continue the the napping part, right? The <laughs> napping part, yeah. That's hard. Get it's, back on that schedule. Yeah, I get home. I'm like. If I nap now, I will never go to sleep. I'm, I will now keep myself awake. Yeah. So how's construction going? Uh, is that Was that difficult to kind of jump into that role <laughs> mid-construction? It is kind of. Um, and again, everything is, is, is well-planned. It's just that thing of, okay, I got to choose the carpet for the inner circle. I'm like, is it available? We're not going orange. No orange or trendy. We're just, just, some, just a good carpet. Um. It's going to be fantastic, the, the new inner circle. People are going to be so amazed by how great a space it is. Most of it is like, okay, the painting seems to be done. Okay, then we have to do the big office swap out thing. But I said, we're not going to move offices so we can do it all at one time. Yeah. yeah type of thing. 
Um, so it's not really, I don't really have too much to do with it, but the great thing is starting May 1st, Story Branch Library is starting to be under construction. What are they going to be doing out there? They are adding on to the library. It's a pretty good size um, area room. And I'm not sure if, how much the library is going to be shifted into it or what the exact plan is. But if you if you get tired of our construction, you can go up to Story. <laughs> but there's going to be big because it's going to have to pull out cement and stuff like that. So I don't think they need help, you know, taking out the cement. They've got that covered. So it's always something. It's, so when exactly is the the inner circle going to be finished? To your knowledge, our plan is where my understanding is it will be finished by the end of May. Oh, fantastic! That's know, a lot sooner than I, I know. thought. And that that's our plan. Um, so we're kind of going with that, and and that will be really great to be. I have that room open. The the neat thing about it is, is it it has been you know the pit has been filled in, which any of us who ever worked there was always tuck and roll going down the pit. Yeah. And so it's a big open area. There will be three large TV screens, two big whiteboards. It's going to be a fantastic place to have meetings and programs and things. Yeah, I think that's probably going to get a lot of use. Yes, uh, yes. Once that opens yes. up, you know, people are going to see that. And that, mm -hmm. like what you were talking about, turning the library into that community center. Right. Uh, it's really going to help expand on that. And utilizing space for the best purpose. I mean, we're also moving the adult Internet computers and making a whole new teen area. Oh, fantastic. So if you can't find anything, you can join us because we're not sure either, but we'll help you. <laughs> right. What uh, what summer program do we well, have coming up? We've only got a couple of minutes okay. left. we got about two minutes. Okay. Summer programs, most of them begin mid-June. The, the theme is kind of like traveling around the world, and each program will be based upon one of the continents. There's seven continents. Oh, fantastic. And the same as with the adult program. We're trying to keep it again. It's a game format, and there's going to be neat prizes. We're trying to support uh, downtown Sheridan. A lot of our prizes we're going to get from downtown um, because we think they need help, too. I mean, right. you can travel the world, but if you can't get out of Sheridan, it's kind of tricky. Right. So you can contact the main library about information. Our branches will be doing a variation of, say, Story is going to try and do something during the summer around their construction. Tongue River is going to continue with their story times. Uh, Claremont has all sorts of activities planned, too. So we're in the planning stages, getting the information out. If you have any questions, you can always call us at the library or check out our website. And how fun is that to sit around and kind of come up with uh, children's You know, that was the fun part. Story time was always the fun part in summer programs. You know, how do you, how do you get kids who, um, don't need to be encouraged to read because they're like maniacs. Right. How do you balance it out? So kids that need encouragement, they feel like they can be a part of it. All of our programs are open, free to public. You don't have to have a library card. Just come and have fun. All right, ma'am. I want to thank you so much for coming in and speaking with us <laughs> this you. morning. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. The Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show was another huge success, thanks in part to all the vendors and the community. First Federal was proud to be a major sponsor this year. We hope you got a lot of ideas for this spring and summer. Let the team of First Federal Bank and Trust help you achieve your dream of home ownership. We offer a variety of loan programs, refinancing options, and lot and construction loans. Making home happen wherever you are. First Federal Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Tommy, hi. I'm kind of 
sad. Why is that? You know Candy, our parts manager? Yeah, everyone knows Candy. Well, she's retiring at the end of this month after 43 years with the company. Oh, that's not sad. That's exciting. We are so grateful for her dedication to our business. She's helped thousands of customers throughout the years, and our store won't be the same without her. We invite all of you to join us for a cookie and flower social Thursday, April 27th, and Friday, April 28th. Well, wish Candy all the best in her retirement from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Accessories are one of the easiest ways to give your room a fresh look. So this week, every accessory at Moss Holders Design Center is on sale. Bring in some color to your space with new table lamps or pillows. Change up the artwork in your dining room, bedroom, or living room. To make a big change, Moss Holders has thousands of rug choices that arrive in just a couple weeks. You can find large, inexpensive rugs from Ashley Furniture or add a high-end Pendleton rug from Southwest Looms. Freshen up your living space this spring during Moss Holders Accessory Sale. Going on now. Moss Holders. Furniture is our passion. In this day and age, everyone's looking for a great value deal. Well, look no further than your locally owned McDonald's. The $3.50 value deal is available at your McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Choose from a McDouble, hot and spicy, or six-piece chicken McNuggets, plus a small fry for $3.50. Now that is the value. Don't forget to download the McDonald's app for even more great deals. Look no further for a great value deal than your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Have you ever heard that spring is nature's way of saying, let's party? That said, Hando Service Center is now featuring quick turnaround time on spring tune-ups on your 4 before side-by-side, or dirt bike. You gotta get out there, pards. Heck yeah, but you gotta get back again, too. So get that machine into Hando's on Sheridan's Heartland Drive and get it fixed up, tuned up, zooped up to righteous dependable. It's spring, and by golly, at the end of the day, you should smell like dirt. Get out there and get back again, but get the Hando Service Center first. April is Child Abuse Prevention Month, and that means it's time to stand up and support children and families at the Light of Hope Breakfast. Help us celebrate this year's Champion for Children, St. Peter's Episcopal Church, and join us for a morning of inspiration, community, and some delicious breakfast. While the breakfast is on us, we ask those in attendance for a contribution to help support Compass's vital work in our community. Let's come together to make a difference in the lives of children and families. Don't wait. Reserve your spot by calling 675-2269 and join us for a morning of hope and inspiration. Postponed due to snow, the Pass Creek Angus Ranch production sale has been postponed to April 26th. 40 yearling, 20 fall, and 20 coming two-year-old Angus bulls out of sires like BR Payweight and Mr. JT Enhance. Pass Creek breeds low-maintenance cattle that muscle up with quality carcasses. High performance to heifers, a bull in this sale for everyone. Videos at BillPelton.com. 49th annual Pass Creek Angus Ranch Bull Sale. Postponed date April 26th, Wyola. PassCreekAngus.com. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930. K-R-O-B, Sheridan.